All right, we are back. Antioch Speaks with a Thursday morning devotional, December 22nd, 2022. Getting ready for Christmas. It's getting cold here in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, but Logan and I, we are going to persevere through this crazy freezing weather uh, and everything going on around us to just speak with you for a few 15 minutes. Just sit back and uh, enjoy. Thanks. All right. Um, cool. Thanks for joining me. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Uh, today I want to talk about something that's um, controversial or can, could be controversial, uh, and that's the uh, Old Testament laws. Um, one specifically is the Sabbath. Uh, I have a good friend who is uh, Orthodox Jew, I think, or, or something like that, or, or uh, I don't know what the word is for the Jews that believe in Christ as well, but they're still Jews. Have you yeah, Messianic Jews. Messianic yeah. Jews, um, something along the lines of that. I believe she's Christian. Uh, I believe she's saved, um, but she still follows some of the old school Judaism laws, uh, and she often brings up that we should keep the Sabbath, and the Sabbath is on Saturday. Mm. So that's what I want to talk about. That's, talk ju- about that's juicy Sabbath. right here. This is a good talk. It's a good, it's a good topic. Um, so I wanted to talk about the Sabbath uh, for this Thursday morning. Uh, and the way I want to start, I'm going to go. Wait, ahead. before we go into this, let me ask you this. Growing up, did you ever keep the Sabbath? No, probably Neither did not. I. No. No. And I'll tell you this, uh, according that question, according to where we're going, because, you know, we kind of know where we're going. Uh, when I was uh, becoming a working professional and started worrying about my career and, and things like that, I didn't have a Sabbath at all. There really? were times that I was working seven days a week. For, I, I think I did it seven days a week for a long time, months, man, where I, you know, I might take a couple days off. But most of the time I was working Saturday and Sunday as well. I had two jobs a lot of the time. So, yeah, I mean, the Sabbath wasn't even a thought. Burnout was constantly a thought. Uh, Complaining. Yeah. Being tired, being sick. Uh, I, I remember going to the doctor one time. Oh, how about that? I swelled up all over. I had rheumatoid in, in my 30s. I had rheumatoid, and they thought I had arthritis. And I swelled up like my hands looked like uh, Mickey Mouse gloves. And no I couldn't way. put my arms up over my shoulders. And I'm, t- I, I'm telling you today, that was from stress and going and going and going and going. And you know going. what's crazy? When I was in high school, I was super depressed, suicide, all these things happened to me. And you know what? It was in that time of my life. I worked on Sunday nights. Now, most people in America would say they take Sabbath, so to speak, on a Sunday. They go to church, right? When, you know, Jewish people more Saturday. But whenever I was working, when everybody else was resting, I was in, like, depression. And I hated working Sunday nights. Everybody knows when you got to go back to school the next day and you're working Sunday night and you don't get off till 930 and then you get home at, like, 10 and you shower at 1030 and you're like, ugh, my day just went to ruin. And think about it was that. miserable from 14 till you graduate high school or when a lot of people who are working students in college, they are stressed out, unhealthy. A lot of them have habits and they, and they create habits during this, this time of their life because they have no release. They have no time uh, for rest. And I, and I really do believe that. I think um, not taking time to rest and, and really, again, this this uh, young woman who believes in the Messianic Jew or, or whatever it is, she says on the Sabbath, don't watch college football. Don't you're not taking oh. time for yourself. You, you know what I'm saying? You're not taking time for yourself. Uh, and I want to dive into that. I want to mm. dive into that a little bit tonight. Stay with us. I know last night you probably dialed out when we started telling you that 
uh, you know, the, uh, we start talking about the, the curtain and the holy place. And then the day before, we start telling you that you can, you know, live a, a, a righteous life. Don't dial out tonight. You know, stick Tonight's a good message. Tonight's a good, good devotional. <laughs> stick this stick with us uh, as we get through this. But I'm going to dive into the Word. Uh, I want to start in Mark chapter 2. If you're uh, reading along, it's going to be verse 27 is where I'm going to begin. And I'm looking at the NIV tonight. Uh, Logan really does like to read along with the same version that you're reading. I really don't care what version it is. Just read it, you know. But um, if you like King James or whatever it is. But I'm going to start with um, 27. Mark 2, 27. Okay. Okay. And this is obviously, this is the, the scene is that him and the disciples are, are on the Sabbath. And one of the disciples picks some food. All right. And they challenge him. The uh, Pharisees and the Sadducees challenge Jesus and say, you're breaking. It's unlawful for you to eat. And he refers back to a time when David eats in the temple. Uh, And then in 27, he says to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the son of man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. Now, when I, the first time I read this, I was intrigued with this whole storyline of them challenging him, constantly trying to catch him in a, you know, and, and I feel like as a Christian today in this generation, we face it too. Mm. If, you, if you tell someone at work or, or you tell someone, you know, in your family that you're a Christian, a lot of times they start looking for you. Do you cuss? Do you do that? Do you, and they start coming at you with, with the law and try to, you know, yeah. challenge you. And that's how I felt the first time I read this. The other thing that really stood out to me, because you hear this story, I think, in Matthew also, where he says something, if your sheep was in a hole on the Sabbath, would you not labor to go get it out of the hole? Right. Um, but what was cool here is the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath, which took out that vision of the Sabbath Saturday where I can't work and can't do anything. I guess in, if you go to Israel, they really yeah, do there's, anything. Yeah, I've heard. This is what I've heard. Yeah, nobody does anything. The streets are empty. The restaurants are closed. Businesses are shut down. Everybody knows nothing's happening Saturdays. So imagine if you could, if you lived in a theocracy, on that Sabbath day, if you knew it was coming, you would get your grocery stuff done on Thursday, Friday. You would be stressed because the Sabbath is coming. The Sabbath is coming, you know. But the way Jesus says this is the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. It takes out that weird, the Sabbath is coming for you. Yeah. Because the Sabbath was made for you. We weren't made to serve the Sabbath. Yeah. Then he said, this is so this is so crazy to me. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Jesus came for man. Man did not come for Jesus. Mm. So that those two things hit me. Um we you and I were talking. When I think about the Sabbath, I don't think about setting aside a whole Saturday. I try to make a Sabbath time throughout my day. At some point, schedule a time where I'm resting and spending it with God. So where she says don't spend your Sabbath in football or playing with the kids or doing that, she spent, you know, in theory, it spends the whole day in the presence of the Lord. Mm. Um, I don't, I'm not that legalistic with that. You know that. Right, right. I think we, we should set a time where we're spending with Him. Throughout our day, say this, between seven and eight, I'm going to get into my Bible, maybe listen to a podcast or, or whatever the case may be, but I'm going to spend time in the presence of the Lord and give it to him. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I think 
you know, when I think of the Sabbath, this is one of my thoughts that I have about it, is God is a God of routine. He has rhythm, right? Like, when we think about it, just in the natural sense, we have four seasons here in Georgia. Some people have two. Some people are really just hot and cold all year long, which would be horrible. But here we have four seasons, right? You got spring, summer, fall, winter. For me, I see God as a God who has rhythm. And there's a start and an end date to everything. There's a start to fall. There's an end to fall. You know, there's a start to life and there's a death. Yeah. Everything has a time and a place, right? And there's even scripture for that. But what I love about the idea of a Sabbath, when God created the whole earth in six days and the heavens and everything that there ever was in six days and he took a day to rest, it was set in motion for us to follow as an example. We need to, we need to rest. And I get that. What I like to think about it in the terms of us taking time to, to be with God is when we have an opportunity to go work for six days and on the seventh day we, we rest, I get it, you know, Old Testament, now we're in the New Testament. There's a habit that you develop in that routine that you remember God's goodness. Yeah. And I love that scripture it talks about, I think it's in Revelations, it's probably in the first two, three chapters, or maybe, no, actually I think it's in the end. Um, where it says, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. When I think about Sabbath, it's a, it's a constant remembering of the Lord's goodness and His works. Come on. And good. so when we come through with a testimony and we overcome you know, the enemy by the word of our testimony and, the, and obviously the power of the blood and all that good stuff, we reflect on God doing good things. Yeah. And when we make a habit of that, we're, we're building this, this routine, this this uh, rhythm in our spirit, man, in our soul realm, in our mind, in our physical body, saying, if God has done this before, he can do it again. So when when these trials come through, because trials and tribulations come, that persecutions come, and here in America, we don't have a whole whole lot of persecutions, but we have trials, just like anybody ever would, believer, not believer. When we have this rhythm of reflecting on God's goodness, we will never have a posture of defeat. Yeah, I think if you set aside a, a Sabbath time, or if you lived in uh, Israel, and in, in the Sabbath was coming on Saturday, no matter your circumstances, you have placed a time to get along with God. Yes. No matter how your car broke down, well, at 7 to 8, I've set a time for God. It's a rhythm that we say, okay, here we are. And I love that Jesus says, you're not serving the Sabbath. The Sabbath is there for you so that you can make time. And he goes, I am Lord of that. So Jesus has given us this permission to come to the Lord of the Sabbath and not come to the Sabbath. Yeah. Right? That's good, yeah. So we can come to the Lord of the Sabbath. Not just We're not coming to a day of the week. We're coming to the Lord of rest. Yeah. And yeah. as we develop a rhythm and, and, and communing and fellowshipping with Him throughout the hour, the day, the week, the month, the years. You know, I love that, you know, in, in Jewish culture they take you know, a Sabbath year, a sabbatical every seven years, and they take off work, and they and they just find what God is doing in their life every, you know, yeah. seven years. I've heard pastors it, do it, too. Yeah, and it's, and it's a beautiful thing. We find this rhythm in God, and God begins to speak, and we know that in Him, in the Lord of the Sabbath, this scripture tells us that He is the Lord of the Sabbath. So in Him, we find that rhythm. And that's the beautiful thing, is He's accessible now right. that's beyond I mean. the this one day the of the bridge, week. This is the bridge, right, is we did... The Lord has provided us 
uh, a way to live a godly life. Yeah. The Lord has provided us a way out of temptation. Yeah. The Lord has provided us an uh, uh, intro to the throne to where we can to access spend him. time him. And now today, I'd like to say the Lord has provided rest. Yeah. And it, it's, it's beautiful because even in the Old Testament, you see it. And, and, and now in the New Testament, you see rest is crucial. Why is that? Because God thought it was so important for us to rest that he modeled it first. The one thing I love about God is he knows how to build scalable things. If he doesn't do it himself, we're not going to imitate it. Amen. And so he thought it was good for us. Do you think God really needed rest on the seventh day? Needed it? No. No. But it was something that was set in motion for us to look at and say, if this is how my God is, then I'm going to follow that. And the fruits of that for us is peace. Peace. It's knowing. Revelation. It's Yeah, it's knowing him in a way that we wouldn't have been able to know him before. Yeah, definitely. When Jesus comes and he says, I am the Lord of the Sabbath, he's saying, here's my invitation to come and know me more than just one day a week. Yeah. Because if you think about it, Jewish culture, very, very into working, making things, honoring the Lord. They Everything that they do is honoring unto the Lord. But then they take one special day and it's all about Him. Yeah. Which is cool. I think it's a great idea. It's probably a healthy thing for most sure. people. But, but I'm sure now it's, get now it's legalistic and yeah. freak you out. You know? Yeah. I'm yeah. sure it freaks our culture out. When you bring up the Sabbath. Everybody's like, oh. Uh, yeah. No football? What? No TV? What? No social media? What? But... Now it's seven days a week. It's fully available 24-7. Right. Rest. And I, and I believe it's important. I, I believe that we need rest. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, and all day today, you've been telling me you have a testimony. Yeah. And I definitely want to hear it. Um, but before you go, that's what I want to say. When I think of setting some time aside to spend with the Lord alone, I think of it as my Sabbath time throughout the day. You know, it's not, I don't set aside Saturday, so to speak, but I give an hour or two. And give it to the, to the Lord. Yeah, we get refilled. I believe that's like it was a, re, a time to get refilled, start the week, and it's. I love that you use the word refilled because now that I do this, I I haven't talked about burnout in years. Yeah, come on. In year, I haven't had a meltdown. I haven't had a panic attack. I haven't had these rheumatoid problems. I don't have any of these problems that I had when all I did was work, 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 worry, 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 worry. And you know, now no matter the circumstance, I'm going to take some time. And get along with my father. Yeah, build that routine, build that rhythm. Yeah. So, crazy testimony, right? So last night I'm I'm praying, just on the floor of my bedroom, just just praying to the Lord. Had some worship music playing, just you know, just walking with Him, and I feel like God started speaking to me. Now, when I say God speaks to me, I'm not talking about audible voices. Sometimes He will show me an imagination, like a picture in my mind. And then I'm like, okay, what is this? Like, obviously, I'm not thinking about this. What is this for? And the Lord will speak to me through things. And the Lord showed me like a, a picture of like angels standing in my room. Okay. And so there's these angels standing in my room, and I'm laying like on the floor, and I'm sitting here looking at myself like, what am I doing on the floor? These angels are <laughs> right here. And now these angels, they didn't have wings. Let me, let me clarify there. They look like natural like bodies. They're, they're a little bit taller than me, pretty tall actually. And they're just beings of light. And they're all surrounding me, and I, and I feel like God says, stand up. So I stand up, and I'm like, what is going on? And the Lord's like, look, let me show you something. And so in my mind, 
I'm, I have my eyes closed and I'm just thinking and, you know, I'm just seeing what the Lord has. And just in my spirit, I feel like the Lord's saying, I want to show you something in the courts of heaven. Okay. And the courts of heaven has been something I've Love been... Love it. Love it. Just, Love that scripture. Oh, yeah, all of it. The, the courts of heaven is a deep thing that you can get into in in in, in the Bible. But you know, the God, God is our judge. So yeah. I love that when we come into this place of resting in Him, He will begin to speak and show us things. And so as I'm resting in Him, just praying, He begins to show me these angels in my room, and then they it changes. It's kind of like a dream. You see a little picture, and then it changes to the next thing. So it changes to the next thing, and I'm in this courtroom. And the best way to describe it is, you know, the House of Congress, right? The the yeah. House, you know, the House of Representatives, right? They all kind of have like this these seats, and they all kind of lean down, and it kind goes like down a to like stadium almost, or, or yeah, or it's kind of like ramps. Or, yeah. It's like ramps coming down to like the middle level, and it's not like steep or anything. And so I'm walking into this room, and I see angels in all of these seats, but they're not sitting down; they're standing up. And I come before the judge, before the big desk, and and the Lord speaks to me, and, he, and he's, he's been speaking to me about my calling and just things that he's destined for my life. And he's like, Logan, Jesus is my begotten son. He, he is my son, but you are my adopted son. And he said, I paid a price for you through my son and his Amen. blood. Yeah. He goes, I paid a price for you, so I have an investment in you. So I'm going to protect that investment. And I was just like, whoa. Yeah, that's good. It's a good word. Just saturated in his presence. He's speaking to me. Things are flowing. And he goes, I'm going to protect the investment in you because I paid a price for you. And when that happened, there was multiple things that happened after that. But after, after that happened, the, the, just the rest I had, the peace that I had, it, I knew it was supernatural. Because I, it was late at night. I'm, I'm, I probably need to be going to bed, getting up early in the morning for work. And the Lord's like, I've got this for you. I want to share this with you. And it just brought comfort to me because I'm like, do I need to do something to make X, Y, and Z, you know, happen sure, to sure. make this calling, you know, come to reality? And the Lord's like, no, I got you. Just rest in me. The whole time that you're talking about this, it makes me think, you know, I've heard people say the Lord doesn't give you more than you can handle. And people translate that for different things. They mean, they, oh, he's not going to give me more problems than I can handle. But he also doesn't give us more revelation than we can handle. And I always think when, you know, when the Lord, when someone, you know, prophesied over me that I would preach the gospel, there's a bit of anxiety that comes right after you get a word from the Lord. And, and I could imagine the same for you. When you, you know, when the Lord tells you or reveals to you what your calling is and where you're going, you start to then measure up day to day. Am I headed in the right direction that the Lord has told me I was going, yeah. which is the opposite of rest. It's actually a little bit of pressure. So in this moment, you're you're having some s- Sabbath time with the Lord. The Lord relieves pressure. He comes to you and he yes, says, yes. listen, I told you this. I revealed this to you because I'm going to do it. Yeah. You don't have to. You're not having to do this. I'm doing this in you. And uh, I think that's good, man. It's, it, and it's it's a good word for me to hear. For my, all the things that I think the Lord, all the promises I think the Lord has for me as well. And I look and go, oh gosh, when's it going to happen, God? When's it going to happen? Did I take the wrong turn at Northwest and now I'm prolonging yeah. it? And, and you're not. If, something, if the Lord has revealed something to you, get along with him. Take a Sabbath with your father and he'll remind you. He's going to do it. He you don't faithful. do it. He does it. Yeah. Amen. This is a good testimony. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's... It's rest. Rest, it's rest in him. So 
Are you, you ready to close yeah, it out? Yeah, so this is uh, so in Hebrews. Uh, if you're reading along with us, uh, for and I, I will say this: if you're going to join us for these devotionals, um, we're going to try and work hard on them and watch each other's back. And if if one can't make it, we're going to try and make these happen. If you're going to uh, join, get your Bible, get ready. You know, yeah, take, come on, take, yeah, take, take ten minutes and read along with us. But this is going to be Hebrews chapter four, verse nine, and. Uh, Again, Hebrews, you know, they don't know who the author is. Yeah. It, it, you know, I, I, every time I've ever read Hebrews, I always thought it was Paul. Was Everybody speculates Paul, but I heard something one time. This is just a side note. We'll get back to the scripture. But somebody once told me that, you know, when Jesus went on the road to Emmaus and how he talked to the two disciples, Cleopas and his friend, about all the things happening in the Old Testament yeah. concerning himself. Great scripture, too. That, yeah. yeah, about the, you know all this stuff. And they didn't know it was Jesus at the time. Well, Jesus explaining all this old stuff in the t- Old Testament about him. Somebody made a hypothesis that it could have been Cleopas and his friend because Jesus gave them firsthand revelation of the Old Testament right in front of them. So just an idea. It would be great. All the mysteries. You know, you want to know who wrote Hebrews? Take a Sabbath with your father and ask him. Maybe he'll reveal it to you. I don't know. That'd be crazy, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from His. And this is verse 11. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. And I think that's a good um, instruction to seal this devotion and say, it is Scripture. Um, Did the Lord fulfill the law? Yes. Uh, Do you have to stress and worry about the Sabbath is coming? No. But take some time to rest with the Lord. Amen. Amen. There's no better way to, to live this life than to rest in Him. And? Get away from the world. Get away from life and stress and things that come through this natural world. Just get alone in Him and let the Lord of the Sabbath give you rest. Amen. Jesus provided us with rest. Thank you for joining Antioch Speaks on that uh, wonderful adventure, and I hope you did enjoy it. Uh, Visit us again uh, wherever you get your favorite podcasts and AntiochSpeaks.com. Send us an email. Get involved. You can be interviewed. You can uh, write a blog. There's a number of different things. We need your help. Thank you so much.